You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino from the Draft Network, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. Happy Friday to you. It's the day before the Bills preseason finale. And with that in mind, I'm going to spend some time today looking at some of the biggest questions and things that I'm going to be paying attention to on Saturday when the Bills take on the Green Bay Packers. And so that's going to be segments two and three. We're going to go through each position and talk about what specifically I'll be focused on during the game. Now, before we get there, I want to talk about Steven Sims, a player that the Bills signed this week that we haven't addressed yet on the podcast, and then talk about some of the comments that Coach McDermott made on Thursday during his press conference. Let's start with Steven Sims. He's a wide receiver and returner, 5 foot 10, 190 pounds. He's 24 years old. He was an undrafted free agent in 2019 out of Kansas, and he's only played for the Washington football team to this point in his career, and they just released him this week, and the Bills signed him. As a rookie in 2019, he caught 34 passes for 310 yards and four touchdowns, and he played in all 16 games. Then in 2020, he played in 12 games, caught 27 passes for 265 yards and a touchdown. He also brings experience as a returner, particularly as a punt returner, which is something that is of note considering Isaiah McKenzie's injury as well as Marquez Stevenson. Both guys are banged up. Stevenson actually practiced on Thursday, and McKenzie was in a sling. And so we'll get to that a little bit more here in just a moment. But I want to talk about what Sims has done to this point as a punt returner. In 54 fielded punts in the NFL, he has three muffs. And at Kansas, he fielded 29 punts and had three muffs. And so he's definitely a shaky ball handler, but to be honest with you, it's not unlike Isaiah McKenzie when he came to the Buffalo Bills and at Georgia and the Denver Broncos with McKenzie, he had considerable ball handling issues and did not field punts well either. And if you look at McKenzie, he had six muffs in 51 fielded punts in the NFL, four muffs and 34 fielded punts in college. So um, we're hopeful that McKenzie gets that corrected just like if Sims winds up having to play this role for the Bills, he can get that corrected. So I think there's a lot of parallels between Sims and McKinsey. Uh, they're both quick, shifty guys, a little bit on the smaller side, and they have playmaking potential but have ball security concerns. Now, one thing that crossed my mind with the Steven Sims signing is that he played for Washington where Ron Rivera is the head coach, and I'm sure – there was some information exchanged between Sean McDermott and Ron Rivera regarding this player. And Washington's pretty loaded when it comes to young skill players. And so I understand why they wouldn't have a spot for Sims on their roster. And they went ahead and cut bait with him and gave him a chance to latch on somewhere else. And I think the Bills are a really good spot for him where things could be a little dicey at punt returner depending on the availability of Isaiah McKenzie. So like I said, Sean McDermott met with the media on Thursday, and obviously a lot of that was talking about COVID and vaccines and 
you know, the latest uh, news with Isaiah McKenzie getting fined $15,000 for being in the facility indoors unmasked as an unvaccinated player. And then Cole Beasley also chimed in on social media stating that the NFL got him too. And so this was a big deal on Twitter on Thursday morning, and it spilled into Sean McDermott's press conference. So the big majority of that press conference was McDermott's reaction to all of this and his overall frustration level with the players that haven't gotten the vaccine and how much he supports the vaccine and how he thinks it's the right thing to do and how much they've done to educate players and all that type of stuff. So that was a big emphasis during Coach McDermott's press conference, but towards the end, the football questions came and we learned that Isaiah McKenzie's shoulder is between a day-to-day and week-to-week injury right now. Coach McDermott said that there's no concern of it being a long-term injury. So with there being a fair amount of time until September 12th, when the Bills actually play a regular season game, it sounds like there's a chance McKenzie is going to be good to go and that we don't have to panic about this being something that could keep him out multiple weeks or even months. So I thought that was a pretty encouraging update despite McKenzie being in a sling since that collision with Jordan Poyer during practice where he injured his shoulder. Now the other big update from Coach McDermott is the status of Josh Allen and the starters on Saturday against the Green Bay Packers. And Coach McDermott confirmed that Josh Allen will start on Saturday. A majority of the starters will play. And as far as how long they will play, it will be different for every starter. And Coach McDermott said that it could range from one play to into the third quarter. So we're not sure how much they will play, but we know that they will play. And that includes Josh Allen. And as I've said a few times this week on the podcast, This is something that I support. I think it's a good idea. You want to give him the opportunity to shake off the rust and, you know, see a a defense that's not his own and, you know, throw a few passes and just get his feet up under him a little bit and develop that comfort. And so you're not worried about shaking off rust against the Pittsburgh Steelers in week one. So this is a decision I support. Obviously, we're all concerned that Josh Allen could get injured, just like every football player when they take the field. But there's no substitute for live game reps, and I think it's necessary for Josh Allen and the Bills offense to not have any hiccups and be firing on all cylinders right away when week one comes around. Did you know that Bilt Bar has so many delicious flavors? There is something for everyone. They have coconut, salted caramel, cherry, strawberry, raspberry, orange, mint brownie, cookies and cream, and double chocolate. They're all delicious, and look, maybe you don't know where to start, I encourage you to get a mixed box. That's where you can get two of each of the nine flavors. Try them all and figure out which ones you like the most. And not only are Built Bars the best tasting protein bar on the planet, they're healthy too. Check out these macros. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories range from 130 to 180. Only 4 to 5 grams of sugar and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. The flavors are amazing. They're all tasty and they're all healthy. Got a deal for you? Go to BuiltBar.com, use our promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Even if you've used it before, you can use it again. LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, so for the rest of the podcast today, I want to go position by position and talk about the number one thing that is on my mind 
as the Bills take on the Packers and Brandon Bean has to decide who stays and who goes. Big cutdown day coming on Tuesday. And so I want to examine what that burning question is at every single position for me on Saturday. We'll start with quarterback. And for me, it's Davis Webb versus Jake Fromm. One's probably going to stay and be on the practice squad, and the other's probably going to be on a different team. And that could be dictated by how they perform on Saturday. And I think to this point, you saw Webb and Fromm play pretty well against the Lions. Obviously, Fromm hit that deep throw to Marquez Stevenson. That set the Bills up for a game-winning field goal. I thought Davis Webb showed a little bit more consistency overall in that game. And then they both struggled a lot against the Bears. And so with Saturday being the last opportunity for these guys to take live reps against a different team to showcase how they can move the offense, I think it's going to be important. And so I'm obviously very interested in seeing Josh Allen play and how Mitchell Trubisky looks running the offense. But to me, the main story at quarterback is Davis Webb and Jake Fromm and which one does a better job moving the offense and which one gives the most confidence that if something happens to Trubisky or Allen, that they could come up and be on the active roster and be a viable option if they are one snap away from having to go in the game. At running back, I am interested in finding out if Zach Moss can pop in the same way that Devin Singletary has. And Devin's had two really good games. I thought he had good moments against the Bears and the Lions, catching the football and running it. And Zach Moss didn't play against the Lions, but he did against the Bears, and I thought he played well against Chicago. But can he pop like Devin Singletary has to this point? That's what I'm interested in. Can he get some chances to catch a football? Can he show consistency? That's what I'm most interested in paying attention to on Saturday when it comes to the Bills running backs. I'd love to see Christian Wade play. I'd love to see Antonio Williams play, but I'm not sure that's going to be the case with both of them having injuries. And so that shifts my attention to Moss and Singletary, and I want to see if Moss can pop like Singletary has. I would say Matt Breed is definitely up there as well. You know, I think he's looked okay to this point, and there's probably a part of Brian Dable that isn't unleashing Breida in the preseason in the same way he intends to do so in the regular season, which probably plays more into the strengths of Breida as a player. And so we may not see the best of Breida and all the plans the Bills have for him, but I would like to see him impress me a little bit more than he has to this point in the preseason. At tight end, and I'm going to kind of make this a tight end slash fullback segment here, my question is, can Reggie Gilliam continue his impact and make him a no-doubter for the 53-man roster? Coming out of that Bears game, that was one of my main talking points. Reggie Gilliam and the versatility that he has, not just on special teams, but catching the football, lead blocking, running it, being able to line up as a true fullback, being able to line up as a wing, as a tight end. Does he have another strong performance and force the issue when it comes to him being a roster lock? I think he can do it, and I think he brings a lot to the team. I would just like to see it happen for another game. At offensive tackle, my question is, will we see either Spencer Brown or Tommy Doyle? 
both suffered knee injuries last week. It seems like Doyle might be a little ahead of Brown at this point, but a lot can change between now and Saturday. And I think live game reps are very valuable for those two young offensive tackles. And I thought week to week, both demonstrated a lot of growth comparing how they fared against the Lions to how they played against the Bears. And I want to see if that would continue for another week, especially for Spencer Brown, who I thought played really well against Chicago. And so I would love to see him play if he's healthy, and I want to see that growth. At interior offensive line, the thing I have written down is who are the starting guards, right? Like between Ford, Feliciano, and Bakker, any combination of them as the starters wouldn't surprise me. So whichever two are on the field first is definitely a signal to me that they are the leading candidates for the starting job. But if that third one off the bench comes in and plays well, that's something that could force the issue. And then we can't rule out the idea that the Bills could rotate those three players. We've seen the Bills do that. At corner with Levi Wallace and Josh Norman. At linebacker with Matt Milano and Ramon Humber. At offensive tackle with Cody Ford and Ty Insecki. Will they do it at guard this year with Bakker, Feliciano, and Ford? It would not surprise me, and I'm definitely not ruling that out as a possibility. The other thing that I would say about interior offensive line is we're probably not talking enough about Jamil Douglas and Jack Anderson. I thought they both played well against Chicago, and they both offer versatility to play guard and center. And from the Douglas perspective, I'm not sure that he is going to make the Bills roster, but to me, he's a trade candidate. He's the type of guy that the Bills could package for a late-round pick and send to another team that needs offensive line depth. And then Jack Anderson, the question that I have there is, can they get him to the practice squad? I know that we overstate the likeliness of other teams scooping up your players when you wave them to get them on the practice squad, but you know, if Jack Anderson is a young player, is a draft pick this year, who has had a strong preseason in my mind, if he continues that, a team may want to scoop him up. And so uh, the opportunity to trade Douglas and the opportunity to get Anderson on the practice squad, those are two things that are interesting to me. And I think how they play against Green Bay could have an impact on both situations. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including the half million dollar NFL Mega Contest and the $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest. Both are open now at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 100% welcome bonus. And be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo where you can make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football and basketball to boxing, right to horse racing. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online your online sportsbook experts. Let's shift gears to the defensive side of the football and talk about my burning question, or maybe for some position questions, for the Buffalo Bills in the preseason finale against the Green Bay Packers. At defensive end, 
My question here is, will we see more of the same? I think we've all been so encouraged by how Greg Rousseau and A.J. Epinesa and F.A. Obata and Bam Johnson and Boogie Basham, all these young defensive ends and how they've played. Will that continue for a third week? And the Packers have a bunch of young offensive linemen that they've drafted over the last two seasons that are all vying for starting positions or key backup positions. And so I think there could be some really fun matchups between those young offensive linemen for the Packers and the young defensive ends for the Buffalo Bills, which brings us into this question, will they keep seven defensive ends? Will they keep seven? It's something that I'm believing more and more every day, mostly because I don't see how you don't keep Bam Johnson and F.A. Obata and Carlos Basham and Groot and Epinesa and Hughes and Addison. Who are you really going to move on from out of that group. So I look forward to seeing these defensive ends play and continue to force the issue when it comes to keeping seven of them. At defensive tackle, my question is, can anything actually change here? I think you have a situation where it's Star Latulale, Ed Oliver, Vernon Butler, Justin Zimmer, and then Harrison Phillips is injured with the knee, and I'm expecting some sort of roster gymnastics from Brandon Bean to maintain control of Harrison Phillips, who is working back from a knee injury, and I'm guessing he won't be ready for the start of the season, but he shouldn't be out for that long. And if you're not quite sure what I mean by roster gymnastics, go back and listen to the Wednesday podcast where I really spelled out what options the Bills have. At linebacker, I am focused on Andre Smith and Tyrell Dotson. I think they are absolutely in competition to be the Bills' fifth linebacker, And I don't think that they're going to keep both. If we're talking about the Bills keeping seven defensive ends, that means it's unlikely they're going to keep six linebackers. And so they're probably going to keep five linebackers with Edmonds, Milano, Matikiewicz, and Klein claiming four of those spots. And then I think between Andre Smith and Tyrell Dotson, they get the other spot. And I think there's merit to both players. The Bills have stuck with Tyrell Dotson since bringing him in as a UDFA. He had some off-the-field issues. He's had injuries. They've been developing him for a couple years now. And then Andre Smith, the Bills traded for him last year. They signed him to a contract extension. They both offer versatility. They're both good on special teams. And so I'm looking to find out what the differentiating factors are between these two players and which one should make the roster. And so I think Smith and Dotson are really, really close. And I don't think the Bills are going to keep both. And so we got to see who separates themselves on Saturday. At cornerback, I have one name written down, Rashard Wild Goose. He's fascinating to me because I think he's that toolsy young corner that is physical, that showed good growth week to week so far in the preseason, has versatility to play inside and outside. I think he's got a future on special teams. I think he could be the Saran Neal replacement. And so I want to see how he looks against the Packers on Saturday and if he plays at a level that gives me confidence that he should be on the roster. And the Bills might keep five or six corners. And I think between Trey White, Levi Wallace, Taron Johnson, Dane Jackson, and Saran Neal, you've got five right there. To me, Rashard Wild Goose is the X factor and then potentially keeping six. And so I was really encouraged with how he played against the Bears, 
and I want to be encouraged again with how he plays against the Packers, and that would give me a lot of confidence in him being a rostered player that can help the team potentially in a limited role this year, but that role expanding in future years. And if they cut him, it may be challenging to get him back on the practice squad, and you lose that initial rookie contract. And so I think that could be incentive enough for the Bills to find a way to make sure he's on the 53 because they're going to want to maintain that rookie contract for the next four seasons and not risk exposing him to waivers. And then, you know, his contract becomes different after uh, he clears waivers and gets put on the practice squad. So that is something that is interesting to me. At safety, I don't anticipate that we're going to see Jaquan Johnson. He's been out with injury, and I don't think he's going to play on Saturday. So that means we're going to see plenty of DeMar Hamlin and Josh Thomas, and I want to see how those guys look because I don't think they both make the team unless there's something significantly wrong with Jaquan Johnson where he goes on injured reserve. There's probably only one spot for Hamlin and Thomas, and I think that's something that has went back and forth a little bit throughout camp. We saw that Josh Thomas was getting reps over DeMar Hamlin, and then we've kind of seen that flip during games And so I'm not really sure where those guys are in terms of the actual depth chart, but I only think there's a place for one of them on the active roster. And I just like what I talked about with Wild Goose, there is that contract implication with DeMar Hamlin where Josh Thomas isn't locked up for the next four years and he's already been on the practice squad and it's probably likely that they can get him through waivers and back on the practice squad where DeMar Hamlin as a recent draft pick and you know the league's probably more in tune with him as a player and might be more difficult to sneak him through waivers, that probably helps Hamlin's case. But if Thomas is flat out better, he should make the 53. So sorting out the safety depth is really interesting to me. And between Thomas and Hamlin, I expect one of them is going to be cut. All right, folks, that's going to do it for us today here on the podcast, but that's not going to do it for us this week on the podcast. The Bills play at 1 p.m. Eastern time against the Green Bay Packers. I'm going to watch the game, take notes, and then after the game, I'm going to record a podcast so you can get my takeaways from the game at some point early evening on Saturday. So I'm not going to make you wait until Monday for those takeaways. So don't miss it. Make sure you're subscribed, rate, review, and share the podcast. Hope you have a great rest of your Friday, and I look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow.